0: Good morning. Hope you had a good week. Hope you're ready for the Illuminati Part 2 for this week's True, true Crime Story. Aftermath of Wilhelmsbad. What the confidence Wilhelmsbad actually received, achieved was the demise of the strict observance. It renounced its own origin myth along with the higher degrees which bound its highest and most influential members. It abolished the strict control which had kept the order united and alienated many Germans who mistrusted Martinism. Bode, who was repelled by Martinism, immediately entered negotiations with Niggi and finally joined the Illuminati in January 1783. Charles of Hesse joined the following month. Niggi's first efforts at an alliance with the intact German Grand Lodges failed, but Weishaupt persisted. He proposed a new federation where all of the German Lodges would practice an agreed unified system In the essential third degrees of Freemasonry and be left to their own devices, as to which, if any system of higher degrees they would they wish to pursue, this would be a federation of grand lodges, and members would be free to visit any of the blue lodges in any of your jurisdiction. All lodge masters would be elected, and no fees would be paid to any central authority whatsoever. Groups of lodges would be subject to a Scottish Directorate composed of members delegated by lodges to audit finances, settle disputes, and authorize new lodges. These, in turn, would elect provincial directorates, who would elect inspectors, who would elect the national director. This system would correct the current imbalance in German Freemasonry, where Masonic ideals of equality were preserved only in the lower three symbolic degrees. The various systems of higher degrees were dominated by the elite who could afford researches in alchemy and mysticism to wash up a niggi. The proposed federation was also a vehicle to propagate Illuminism throughout German Freemasonry. Their intention was to use their new federation with its emphasis on the fundamental degrees to remove all allegiance to strict observance, allowing the eclectic system of the Illuminati to take its place. The circular announcing the new federation outlined the vaults of German Freemasonry, but that unsuitable men were with money were often admitted on the basis of the wealth of the corruption of civil society and infected the lodges. Having advocated the deregulation of the higher grades of the German lodges, the Illuminati now announced their own from their unknown superiors. Lodge Theodore, newly independent from Royal York, set them up as a provincial Grand Lodge. Niggy, in a letter to all the Royal Fort York Lodges, now accused the Grand Lodge of decadence. that Freemasonry had allegedly... Been corrupted by the Jesuits, strict observance now attacked as a creation of the Stuarts, devoid of all for moral virtue. The, Z- the Zinnendorf Rite of the Grand Lodge, Grand Land Lodge of the Freemasons of Germany, was with suspect because its author was in league with the Swedes. This direct attack had the opposite effect to that intended by Washop. It offended many of its readers, the Grand Lodge of the Grand Orient of Warsaw which controlled Freemasonry in Poland and Lithuania, was able to participate in the Federation only as far as the first, degree, first three degrees. Their insistence on independence had kept them from the strict observance and would now keep them from the Illuminati, whose plan to annex Freemasonry rested on their own higher degrees. By the end of January 1783, the Illuminati's Masonic contingent had seven lodges. It was not only the clumsy appeal of the Illuminati that left the Federation short of members. Lodge Theodore was recently formed and did not command respect like the other lodges, like the older lodges. Most of all, the Freemasons most likely to be attracted to the Federation saw the Illuminati as an ally against the mystics and martinists, but valued their own freedom too highly to be caught in another restrictive organization. Even Ditforth, the supposed president of the Illuminati at Wilhelmsbad, had pursued his own agenda at the convent. The non-mystical Frankfurt Lodges created an eclectic alliance which was most, almost indistinguishable in constitution and aimed for the Illuminati Federation. Far from seeing this as a threat, after some discussion, the Illuminati Lodges joined the new alliance. Three Illuminati now sat on the committee charged with writing the new Masonic statutes. Aside from strengthening relations between their three lodges, the Illuminati seemed to have gained no advantage from this Maneuver, Did Firth, having found a Masonic organization that worked towards his own ambitions for Freemasonry, took little interest in the Illuminati after his adherence to the Eclectic Alliance. In reality, the creation of the Eclectic Alliance had undermined all the subtle plans of the Illuminati to spread their own doctrine through Freemasonry. Zenith, although their hopes of mass recruitment through Freemasonry had been frustrated, the Illuminati continued to recruit well at an individual level. In Bavaria, the accession of Charles Theodore initially led to liberation of attitudes and laws, but the clergy and courtiers guarding their own power and privilege persuaded the weak-willed monarch to re- reverse his reforms and Bavaria's repression of liberal thought. Returned this, returned. This reversal led to a general resentment of the monarch and the church among the educated classes, which provided a perfect recruiting ground for the Illuminati. A number of Freemasons from Prudence Lodge, disaffected by the martinet rites of the chivaliers, faisants joined Lodge Theodore, who set themselves up in a garden mansion, which contained their library of liberal l- literature. Illuminati circles in the rest of Germany expanded, while some had all only most got. Modest gains in circle in Mainz almost doubled from 31 to 61 members. Reaction to state Catholicism led to gains in Austria, and footholds were obtained in Warsaw, Pressburg, Bratislava, Tyrol, Milan, and Switzerland. The total number of Veripont members at the end of 1784 is around 650. Washup and Hertel later claimed to a figure of 2,500. The higher figures is largely explained by the inclusion of members of Masonic lodges that the Illuminati claim to control, but it is likely that the names of all the Illuminati are not known, and the true figure lies somewhere between 650 and 2500. The importance of the Order lay in its successful recruitment of the professional classes, churchmen, academics, doctors, and lawyers, and its more recent acquisition of powerful benefactors, Carl August, Grand Duke of Saxe, Weimar, Eisenach, Ernest II, Duke of Saxe, Gotha Altenburg, with his brother and later successor August Karl Theodor Anton Maria von Dahlberg, governor of Erfurt, Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick, Wolfenbuttel Butel, already mentioned, his chief assistant in Masonic medicine, jo- Johann Friedrich von Schwartz, and Count Metternich of Koblenz, were all enrolled. In Vienna, Count Brigido, governor of Galicia, Count Leopold Kohlrach, chancellor of Bohemia, with his vice chancellor, Baron Kessel, Count Palfi von Erdod, Chancellor of Hungary, Count Banffy, Governor and Provincial Grand Master of Transylvania, Count Stadion, Ambassador to London, and Baron von Swieten, Minister of Public Education, also joined. There were notable failures. Johann Caspar Lavater, the Swiss poet and theologian, rebuffed Niggi. He did not believe the order's humanitarian and rationalist aims were achievable by secret means. He further believed that a society's drive for members would ultimately submerge its founding ideals. Christoph Friedrich Nikolai, the Berlin writer and bookseller, became disillusioned as a joiner. He found his aims chimeric, and thought that the use of Jesuit methods to achieve their aims was dangerous. He remained in the order but took no part in recruitment. Conflict of Rosicrucians. At all costs, Watchout wished to keep the Jesuit order secret from the Rosicrucians, who already had a considerable foothold in German Freemasonry. While clearly Protestant, the Rosicrucians were anything but anti-clerical, were pro-monarchic, and held views clearly conflicting with the Illuminati visions of a rational state run by philosophers and scientists. The Rosicrucians were not above promoting their own brand of mysticism with fraudulent seances. Conflict became inevitable as the existence of the Illuminati became more evident, and as prominent Rosicrucians and mystics with Rosicrucian sympathies were actively recruited by Niggi and other, other over-enthusiastic helpers. Kolarat was already a high-ranking Rosicrucian, and the mystic Prince Charles of Hesse Castle had a very low opinion of the rationalist higher grades of the Illuminati. The Prussian Rosicrucians under Johann Christoph von Walner, began as a sustained attack on the Illuminati. Walner had a special-engineered room in which he convinced potential patrons of the effectiveness of Rosicrucian magic, and his order had a, acquired effective control of Three Globes and its attached lodges. Through his mouthpiece, the Illuminati were accused of atheism and revolutionary tendencies. In April 1783, Frederick the Great informed Charles of Hesse that the Berlin lodges had documents belonging to the Minervars or Illuminati which contained appalling material and asked if he had heard of them. All Berlin masons were now warned against the order, which was now accused of Sosianism, Sosianism, and of using the liberal writings of Voltaire and others alongside the tolerance of Freemasonry to undermine all religion. In November 1783, the Three Glows described the Illuminati as a Masonic sect, which sought to undermine Christianity and turn Freemasonry into a political system. Their final anathema in November 1784 refused to recognize any Illuminati as Freemasons. In Austria, the Illuminati were blamed for anti religious pamphlets that had repeatedly appeared. The Rosicrucians spied on Joseph von Sonnenfels and other suspected Illuminati, and their free campaign of denunciation within Freemasonry completely shut down Illuminati recruitment in Tyrol. The Bavarian Illuminati, whose existence was already known to the Rosicrucians from an informant, were further betrayed by the reckless actions of Ferdinand Maria. Bader, an Arab who now joined the Rosicrucians shortly, after his admission it was made known to his friends that he was one of the Illuminati and he informed that he could not be a member of both organizations. His letter of residence stated that the Rosicrucians did not possess secret knowledge and nor the truly Illuminated, specifically identifying Lodge Steward as an Illuminati Lodge. Internal Descent As the Illuminati embraced Freemasonry and expanded outside Bavaria, the Council of the Arab were ...replaced by an infected council of provincials. The Arapah guys, however, made his powerful voices within the order... ...and began again to bicker with Washup as soon as Niggi left Munich. Washup responded by proudly slaundering his perceived enemies... ...in letters to his perceived friends. More seriously, Washup succeeded in aliening Niggi. Washup had succeeded in power to Niggy ...in deputizing him to write the ritual power he now sought to regain. Niggy had elevated an order from a tiny anti-clerical club to a large organization... And felt that his work was underacknowledged. Washup's continued anti-clericalism clash with Nigus mysticism, and recruitment of mystical, mystically inclined Freemasons was a cause of friction. Once was Washup, Washup, another senior Illuminati such as Ditfirth, matters came to a head over the grade of priest. The consensus among many of the Illuminati was that the ritual was florid and ill-conceived, and the regalia puerile and expensive. Some refused to use it; others like edited it. Washup demanded that Niggy rewrite the ritual. Niggy pointed out that it was already circulated with Washup's blessing as ancient. This fell on deaf ears. Washup now claimed to other Illuminati that their priest's ritual was flawed because Niggy had invented it. Offended, Niggie now threatened to tell the world how much of the Illuminati ritual he had made up. Niggie's attempt to create a convention of the Arapagas proved fruitless, as most of them trusted him even less than they trusted Washup. In July 1784, Niggi left the order by agreement, under which he returned to all relevant papers, and Washup published a retraction of all slanders against him, enforcing Niggi at Washup to the order of its best theoretician, recruiter, and apologist. Decline. The final decline of Illuminati was brought about by the indiscretions of their own Minervals in Bavaria. And especially in Munich, in spite of efforts by their superiors to curb loose talk, politically dangerous boasts of power and criticism of monarchy caused the secret orders' existence to become common knowledge along with the names of many important members. The presence of Illuminati in positions of power now led to some public disquiet. There were Illuminati in many civic and state governing bodies, in spite of their small number, there were claims of success. In a in a legal dispute dependent on the lit- litigants standing with the order, the Illuminati were blamed for several anti-religious publications then appearing in Bavaria. Much of this criticism sprang from vindictiveness and jealousy, but it was clear that many Illuminati court officials gave preferential treatment to their brethren in Bavaria. The energy of the two members of the E-class, ecclesiastical council had one of them elected treasurer. Their opposition to Jesuits resulted in the Banned order, losing key academic and church positions in Ingolstadt, the Jesuit heads of the department, replaced by Illuminati. Alarmed, Charles Theodore and his government banned all secret societies, including the Illuminati. A government edict, dated March 2, 1785, seems to have been death blow to the Illuminati in Bavaria. washop had fled and documents and, inter- and eternal correspondence ceased. In 1786, the answer was subsequently published by the government in 1787. Von Zwack's home was searched, and much of the group's leisure was disclosed. Barule and Robinson Between 1797 and 1798, Augustine Marmot, illustrated the history of Jacobson and John Robinson's proofs of a conspiracy published a theory that the Illuminati had survived and represented an ongoing international conspiracy. This included the claim that it was behind the French Revolution. Both books proved to be very popular, supporting reprints and paraphrases by others. A prime example of this is The Proofs of Real Existence and Dangerous Tendency of Illuminism by Reverend Seth Payson, published in 1802. Some of the response to this was crucial for John joseph Malinois on the influence attributed to philosophers, Freemasons, and to the Illuminati on the Revolution of France. The works of Robinson and Barul made their way to the United States and across New England. The Reverend Jedediah Morse, an orthodox congressional minister and geographer, was among those who delivered summons against the Illuminati. In fact, one of the first accounts of the Illuminati to be printed in the United States was Jedediah Morse's Fast Day Sermon on May 9, 1798. Morse had been alerted to the publication in Europe of Robinson's Proofs of a Conspiracy by a letter from the Reverend John Erskine of Edinburgh, and he read proofs shortly after copies published in Europe arrived by ship in March of that year. Other anti-Illuminati writers, such as Timothy Dwight, soon followed in their condemnation of the imagined group of conspirators. Printed sermons were followed by newspaper accounts on these figures in the partisan political discourse leading up to the 1800 U.S. presidential election. Thus, this subsequent panic also contributed to the development of Gothic literature in the United States. At least two novels from the period make reference to the crisis, Ormond or The Secret Witness 1799 and Julia and the Illuminati. Illuminated Bear in 1800 Some scholars moreover, have linked the Panic over alleged Illuminati conspiracy fears to fears about immigration from the Caribbean and about potential slave rebellions. Concern died down in the first decade of the 1800s, although it revived from time to time in the anti-Masonic movement of the 1820s and 30s. Modern Illuminati Several recent present-day fraternal organs claim to be descended from the original Bavarian Illuminati and openly use the name Illuminati. Some of these groups use a variation of the, on the name, the Illuminati Order, in the name of, of their own organizations, while others, such as the Ordo Templi Orientis, have Illuminati as a level within their organization's hierarchy. However, there is no evidence that these present-day groups have any real connection to the historic order. They have not amassed significant political power or influence, and most, rather than trying to remain secret, promote um, substantial links to the Bavarian Illuminati as a means of attracting membership. Legacy in Conspiracy Theories The Illuminati did not survive the suppression of Bavaria. The fear of the mischief implies in the work of Berul and Robeson must be thus considered as the invention of the writers. Conspiracy theorists and writers such as Mark Dice have argued that the Illuminati have survived to this day. Many conspiracy theorists propose that world events are being controlled, and manipulated by a secret society calling themselves the Illuminati. Conspiracy theorists have claimed that many notable people were or are members of the Illuminati. Presidents of the United States are a common target for such claims. Other theorists contend that a variety of historical events were orchestrated by the Illuminati from the French Revolution, the Battle of Waterloo, and the assassination of U.S. President John F. Kennedy to an alleged communist plot to hasten the New World Order, when filtering the Hollywood film industry. Thank you for listening to this second part on the Illuminati. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you stay safe. Stay home if you can. Practice social distancing. If you do go out, wash, wear a mask, wash your hands, We use universal precautions during this coronavirus pandemic that continues into 21, as we look forward to a normalcy, whatever, or whenever that may be. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a good week. Thank you for listening.